Regna di Marafino, Queendom of Marafino, Casa Reale de Marques e Marafino, Royal House of Marques and Marafino, Casa d'Onore con una storia nobile. House of Honor with a noble history. Donne reali di coraggio. Brave royal women. Due mille anni di principi cavalieri. Two thousand years of knighted princes. By Adrian Morgan de Marques Marafino II, Royal Ambassador of International Medicine. By Royal Correspondence of International Diplomacy to Mr. Secretary General of the United Nations and Mr. Prosecutor General of the International Criminal Court. Guten Morgen, an alle Länder und Gebiete der Vereinten Nationen aufgrund der großartigen Beziehung, die ich in den letzten 16 Jahren in Europa zu Deutschen hatte, eröffne ich die heutige Königliche Rede auf Deutsch. Wir durchleben den Dritten Weltkrieg und jeder von uns hat die Pflicht, dafür zu sorgen, dass Menschlichkeit und Demokratie vorherrschen. Good morning to the countries and territories of the United Nations. Due to the great relationship I have had with Germans in Europe over the past 16 years, I open today's royal speech in German. We are living through World War III and each of us has a duty to ensure that humanity and democracy prevail. Bom dia, excelente senhor, o secretário-geral das Nações Unidas. Minhas saudações reais, diplomáticas e multilaterais. Good morning, Your Excellency, the Secretary-General of the United Nations, my royal, diplomatic, and multilateral greetings. Good morning, Mr. Prosecutor-General of the International Criminal Court. This remarkable day of extraordinary enlightenment and royal decrees and by the diplomatic articles and legal treaties of the royal court and council of the queendom of marafino i present article numero 16 de poursuite royale par décret exceptionnellement extraordinaire. Article 16 
of royal prosecution by extraordinary and exceptional royal decree. Mr. Secretary General, there is a reason why the United Nations officials and agencies are under attack and expelled from African countries. This is the beginning of the disruption of international diplomacy that binds all 195 countries and territories of the United Nations. This will result in the termination of the United Nations and the beginning of nuclear World War III. Anarchy and global systemic collapse and structural devastation. If your male political peers really respected you, your office of excellency and the laws, charters and conventions of the United Nations, then the systems of global democracy, international diplomacy, the invisible mantle of world peace, and the foundations of our global community would not be under attack in 2022. There are a group of men from Africa North, South, East, West, and Center, and Oceania who mask themselves under the cloak of presidency, prime ministers, kings, and heads of state who are fueled by corruption, theft, bribery, and deadly sins. This is further exacerbated by the former occupant of the White House, the occupant of the Kremlin in Russia, and the occupant of Shandor, Budapest. No intelligent man with a fully functional brain and interconnected neurons and nerve cells preaches replacement of their, I quote, white race with people of color from across the globe. We live in a global democracy where no one country can function on its own irrespective of the status of developed or developing. It is known collectively as multilateralism. If they are supposed to be leaders, then they should have the basic education of history. We're living through World War III and no country or region is experiencing complete peace and prosperity. It is not my responsibility to educate these grown men who are also grandfathers that we the people, we the youth, and we the leaders of tomorrow, today is absolutely our generation. We millennials, Generation Z and Alpha, are absolutely not having this nonsense, Mr. Secretary General. They continue to commit atrocities, violence, war, and fuel human suffering by abusing human rights, poverty, hunger, and violate sustainable development. This is pathetic. It is shameful 
for a man with a status of fatherhood and grandfatherhood, and it is inexcusable because they are not a group of prepubescent boys. And I even say prepubescent boys because I don't want to insult children. Children do not act in this manner. They are grandfathers. At the age of eight, I was treated as an adult, spoken to as an adult, so I became an adult in my household. It gave me freedom of choice and expression, but also taught me that my bad actions would have consequences. On September 12, 2019, I warned the relevant authorities that public health and international diplomacy were under threat and by 2022, COVID-19 began. And now every aspect of our international diplomacy is also under threat. I call it royal intuition I acquired from my royal ancestors, but also the ability to speak and dream in over 10 languages through cultural experiences, having lived on every continent with the medical and military education and training give me a unique perspective of the world through multifaceted lens. I speak before the United Nations not to seek observer status or membership, but to represent my royal household as the Queendom of Marafino and to contribute to global prosperity through continued diligence. There are people across the developing world who may require my assistance in education, in health, in diplomacy, and in sustainable development. It has been a rigorous, thoughtful, diligent 16 years of non-stop hard work to achieve goals that I set myself for the age of 30. If I observe a map of the world and concentrate on the focal points of political distress at every corner of the globe and try to figure out how we ended up at World War III based on events of the past few years, from the global health pandemic of unprecedented proportions to economic and social crises, migratory crises, and war, I see one fine thread, one common denominator that led us to these catastrophic chain of events. It is a responsibility of the President of the United States as leader of the free world to ensure global democracy, peace, justice, human rights, and political stability reign. But Donald Trump put his selfish needs before the United States, before the United Nations, and the international community. He has failed in every single aspect of global peace and leadership, his presidency is, an, is a mediocre failure. As a Westerner, 
and a royal ambassador, I have a duty to prosperity, but as a prince, I have an even greater responsibility to my ancestral lands of Africa and Oceania. I plan to embark on a royal trip to every country in Africa and Oceania, many of which I have never been to before, to gather legal, factual, political, diplomatic, and royal evidence for the International Criminal Court with assistance of the Royal Secret Service of the Queendom of Marafino. It took millions of people from all across the world 400 years to build America, home to the United Nations, to what it is today. It took sweat, it took pain, it took suffering, it took hard work, it took war, it took unity, and it took diligence. Today, America is under threat, which means the United Nations is also under threat by an American president. Never in history did any of us ever think that it would be an American president that will attempt the destruction of the democracy that holds the United Nations. The greatest enemy of any country or state is not always a foreign threat. It is a domestic traitor who will sell his nation in a heartbeat to save himself. I've mentioned it before. He unleashed Pandora's box and has already gone down in history as a traitor of country, state, people, and democracy. He and his male associates have not only destroyed their own image and lives as it comes to an end because they are not prepubescent boys, but they have destroyed and they have forced their grandchildren to become future victims of bullying, abuse, and social injustice as they grow up. I ask the countries of the United Nations and the global community, where are the children of Mussolini? Where are the children of Hitler? Where are the children of Franco? Where are the children of every man in history, every dictator who has destroyed lives, murdered innocent people? Where are his offspring? They have either gone into hiding, they have changed their names, they cannot live like free, equal, and honorable citizens because of a name they carry and a heritage that has been abused into their lives. So this is why I am making this reference about these new group of dictators who believe that being a man is doing whatever they feel like, whenever they feel like, because this is the outcome, is their children and their grandchildren will become outcasts from society, all for a simple, pathetic, and heinous desire for a four-year term of presidency. You have destroyed the lives of your children, your family, and every single person who surrounds you. So congratulations. Anyone who carries the last names of Trump, Putin, Orban, and etc. will be forced to pay the repercussions 
of these actions of these small group of men. We, the youth, are supposed to look up to these men for wisdom, inspiration, and to receive the torch of global citizenship and governance, but instead, we are inheriting a migraine and a world on the brink of complete collapse. So, they can have the world that they want, we can live in a peaceful world. Concerning the occupant of the Kremlin, I made it very clear to him that if he dared to prosecute Brittany Griner, a black woman and famous basketball player, and anyone else caught in his web of corruption, he would close a door of royal diplomacy that would never be opened again. He sentenced her to 10 years in prison for carrying natural oils the doctors prescribe for anxiety, stress, sleeplessness, seizures, epilepsy, and jet lag. As a woman of color, a black woman, a woman who is carrying dreadlocks, she became a scapegoat because of her genetic race and gender. Even though she decided to take her talents to Russia to improve women's basketball. So imagine a situation where you take your talents to a country that needs it. You put your time, your money, and your investment in a country. And what happens in the end is you get prosecuted for the color of your skin and the people around you have to decide how to release you from a 10 year sentence when no actual factual legal crime of international standards has been committed. And what did the male leaders of Africa do? She is a woman of color. They continue their business as usual with the Kremlin. They didn't stop for a second to think she is a woman of color, so she could be their own daughter of color. They did not stop to think that if a female vice president gets called a sand, this word is written down because I'm speaking in court and before the United Nations, the N-word, I'll leave it at that, is a disgusting, disdaining, condescending word that has brought suffering, death, pain, anguish to billions of people for centuries. So I don't take people who use this word to harm others physically, legally, politically. Or a female first lady being called a monkey by Donald Trump's cult of followers. Then doing business with them is unacceptable. This is me speaking to every single male leader in Africa. When you do business with men who insult women who could be your wives or your daughters, you have lost my respect forever. I will never have respect for men who sit down with other men who insult you, your children and your wives. I will never have the respect for you that you think you deserve. I will never place excellency before any male leader in Africa. From today on, I will never place it. The fact that you sat down and you watched 
and you did business with a man who's willing to do that to a black woman without doing or saying anything, you will never ever in this lifetime that I have earn my respect. So they didn't care when he insulted their continent and their people. So I ask Mr. Secretary General, where is male leadership in Africa? Did Nelson Mandela spend 30 years in prison, which is my whole lifetime, to free Africa so that the subsequent leaders will refuse to stand up for themselves, their citizens, or their ancestors all across the globe? And why should the burden of African freedom weigh on the grave of Nelson Mandela? Concerning the occupant of Shandor in Budapest, I lived in Budapest from 2009 to 2014 and observed every aspect of Hungarian life and politics. I even built fluency in Hungarian, an incredibly difficult language to learn. But I've also observed multiple situations of corruption during his presidency from the medical university to banking, policing, law and order, Hungarian rights and European rule of law. He breaks European and international law on a daily basis when he abuses refugees and foreigners. His racism is disgusting, condescending and Hitler-like. He wants a Hungary of white Christian males and the fact is we cannot and we will not all be white Christian males. People who keep intermixing with the same genetic race only create genetic recessiveness leading to infertility and genetic disorders. So this is the solution to your grand Hungarian problem, Mr. Occupant of Shandor and Budapest. Humanity is meant to intermix it is what creates genetic dominance and over time eradicates disease and disorders. Mr. Prosecutor General, political chaos and catastrophe are destroying Africa and Oceania. The presidents, prime ministers, kings of Africa refuse to achieve the simplest of goals when it comes to feeding and housing their citizens. Most African countries have no electricity as far as I'm concerned. Water, food, and sustainable development in what is supposed to be the richest continent because the men refuse to hand power to their female counterparts. Africa will no longer be exploited for gold, natural resources, oil, gas, arable lands, and gems. The Orbans, the Trumps, the Putins, the men who insult and abuse people of color all across the globe as they play politics are the same ones who benefit from African riches. If Africa is not steered to excellence by the right leaders and in accordance with Agenda 2030, then the last sustainable continent in the world will, will crash and crumble and humanity will have no food, water, energy sources by 2050. 
The citizens and militant groups despise the men who lead them because they see their male leaders selling their riches, their integrity, their human rights, and future to men who have the audacity to insult them on a daily basis. There is more migration from Africa than anywhere else for all these reasons. When these distressed Africans meet me, a young man with a dream for true African independence and sovereignty, a foreigner who looks like them, who is put in the work to learn their languages of French, Spanish, Portuguese, Arabic, and many more, and has the royal and diplomatic credentials, I know for a fact that we can work together to restore peace in Africa and Oceania and rebuild trust between them, their foreign counterparts, and the United Nations. I have done the work, but Rome wasn't built in a day, and no one man can change the world alone. Any man who is willing to kill his own people, to murder his neighbors, and completely destroy Syria and Yemen and other nations is not welcome to do business, politics, and diplomacy in Africa and Oceania anymore. Any man who plays with nuclear weapons, nuclear codes, and arms will destroy Africa if immediate action is not taken. All I can say is apparently from basic facts that we all know and can see, money can buy men in power, but integrity, honor, and nobility are inherited and taught. People need immediate action and resolution, Mr. Secretary General. So I'm going to give the Trumps, the Orbans, and the Putins a maximum of 28 days, and this is because of the great relationship that I have had and I still continue to have with Hungarians and with Russians. A maximum of 28 days. If their ways do not change, then I have the vote and the support of hundreds of millions of African and Oceanic citizens. I will begin an immediate motion to cut all diplomatic ties between Russia, Hungary, and the Trump Organization and the countries of Africa and Oceania. All diplomatic ties will be cut. Their political and diplomatic envoys will be asked to leave unless they so choose to remain on their own terms and all their businesses and business ventures and assets will be seized. If anyone thinks that I have time for finger pointing and political games while billions of people are suffering, then they can try my patience this one very last time. Mr. Prosecutor General, I conclude by submission of these legal accords and treaties by exemplary royal diplomacy, which take immediate honorary effect. By the powers vested in me by ancestral royal decree, this historic attestation concerning all parties can only be resolved at the International Criminal Court. I extend my warmest seasonal regards and congratulate the President of the 76th Session on a successful term in his efforts at peace, justice, 
Human Rights and Multilateralism by Royal Diplomatic Signature, August 22, 2022, Prince of Africa and Oceania, Black Royal Renaissance of the 21st Century.